Today's episode, we are going to talk about the 10 principles of intuitive eating. Intuitive eating is just this really easy way to be able to make health changes that are lasting without feeling a lot of blame and guilt when you don't eat the good or bad foods. So I know we've talked about intuitive eating before, but today I really want to dive into the 10 principles of intuitive eating. So come join me. Welcome to the Whole Health Empowerment Project Podcast. This show is for busy mamas like you with the desire for better whole health balance, but you may be feeling overwhelmed and busy and really don't know where to start. Hi, I'm Trisha. I'm a registered dietitian and nutrition coach, and I'm here to walk you through the whole health journey so that you can begin to have more fulfillment in who you are meant to be. In this podcast, you'll learn practical tips to get you started, motivation to keep you inspired, and guest interviews that will empower you to take action. Come join me in failing forward one step at a time into the journey of health, wellness, and self-care. Welcome to your new project. All right. So when we talk about intuitive eating, what does that even mean? Well, intuitive eating means being really curious about what you're eating and then enjoying the food that you want without any judgment. And so that's the hard part, the without judgment part, right? So many of us have these labels about food where it's either good or bad. And then if we eat good, we have this like pride that we've eaten so good and we're, you know, and look at us. And then if we eat something that's bad, a lot of time it leads to feelings of guilt and shame because we didn't eat the way that we feel like maybe we should have. With intuitive eating, it's this way of inviting you to eat the foods that you want when you're hungry and then to stop eating when you're full. So it's not meant to be this like free-for-all of eating everything in sight. Intuitive eating is a way that really gets back in tune with what your body needs, what your body needs for it to be nourished. And it's just a way to kind of like get in this place where you can refocus on your mind away from the food rules and become more in tune with what your body needs. And then subsequently, hopefully finding some kind of like freedom when it comes to food. Um, and then you're able to kind of ditch the diet culture and really prioritize your physical and mental well-being by eating things that you like and that your body wants. So with intuitive eating, there is a belief that you're accepting food and really seeing that there is no right or wrong way to eat. The only right way to eat is what is right for you. So today we're going to review these 10 principles of intuitive eating. And I'm going to put some of this in the show notes, but intuitive eating was popularized by a book that came out by two dietitians. Their names are Evelyn Tripoli and Elise Rush. And they, in that book, which is called Intuitive Eating, and again, I'll leave the information of these authors and their book in the show notes. 
but they basically outline 10 principles of intuitive eating. So I wanted to review those principles of intuitive eating with you today. The first principle is to reject the diet mentality. So when it comes to intuitive eating, you know, I think that there is a concern with, or the reason probably why intuitive eating became popular was that when you are doing dieting, right, and you're going back and forth on that like diet roller coaster, there ends up being a lot of shame and guilt if you're not able to maintain the weight over time, which by the way, the research shows that not a lot of people are able to maintain their weight and that in fact, people that diet typically gain the weight back, if not more over time. So diets in general, I think there's this like false hope that comes when you lose weight really quickly. And then if you regain the weight or you're unable to keep that weight off, there is that feeling that somehow you failed. And so that behavior of like going back and forth of, you know, eating good, eating bad, eating good, eating bad, or being on a diet, not on a diet, that kind of whole roller coaster of emotions basically just kind of keeps you on this. It just kind of keeps you in the rat race of wanting to try something new all the time because there's going to be something better out there to help you achieve your ultimate goal of, for a lot of you, it's weight loss. And so it's not real. Like I, it's very hard. I mean, look, there's people that have lost weight and maintained weight and they've done a great job and they've done it in a lot of different ways. But I think, you know, with dieting in general, I think it breeds a lot of this feeling like you failed. And so the principle of intuitive eating is really helpful because it helps you break free from the idea that there's something better out there because you're now like more reconnected to your body and that you are giving your body what it needs and the amount that it needs and then overall becoming more in tune with your body's demands. So that first principle is to reject the diet mentality because because we know it probably doesn't work. The second principle is honoring your hunger. So for a lot of us, I feel like, what does that even mean? It took me a really long time to figure out when I was hungry. And what would ultimately happen was that I would eat to prevent my hunger. So I wouldn't even be hungry, but I would just eat because I didn't want to be hungry. I didn't want to feel hungry. And I don't even know if I knew what hunger meant. I think I would just eat because it was a habit. And perhaps you do that same thing. But your body needs adequate energy and it needs nutrition. And you need to honor that first signal of hunger so that you can start rebuilding your trust in yourself and especially your trust in yourself when it comes to food. I, I watch my kid and sometimes I'm sure that if you guys, if any of you guys have kids, and even if you don't, if you watch little kids, you'll see, they'll say, mm, no, I'm not hungry. And I have a sister-in-law that is the same way. Like she eats when she's hungry and she doesn't eat when she's not hungry. And it sounds so simple, but like somehow along the way, we've lost those hunger cues. And I don't know what happens, but it's just like somehow over time, like either habit or something else gets in the way and then we never listen to when we're hungry. 
And so that is one of the principles of intuitive eating is really starting to figure out and identifying when you're hungry and then feeding yourself when you're hungry so that you don't get too hungry that it then leads to overeating. The next principle is making peace with food. So in this theory or this principle, it's this idea of like, stop fighting with food and just give yourself permission to eat unconditionally. And it's this idea of like, you know, stop depriving yourself or stop denying yourself a particular food that you want. Because ultimately what ends up happening is if you want those chocolate chip cookies and you keep depriving yourself of them, at some point you're going to get to a place that you may end up never being able to get rid of the cravings or binging on them because you really wanted it and you were denying yourself that. So if you're able to make peace with food, then you can get rid of the guilt that's associated with, you know, eating that food. And so with intuitive eating, it's giving yourself permission to eat the foods that you want. And it gives you you know, it by doing that, you can practice becoming more in tune with what your body is craving. And then also you can start to embrace what your body needs. You know, number four is challenging the food police. So how many of us do this whole good or bad food mentality? And so with intuitive eating, you can really start to, um, you know, really work with this whole good or bad you know, food mentality where, you know, I think that diet culture has created these unreasonable rules and, you know, where good food is things that are really clean and bad foods are things that don't fit that description. But over time, these food rules will change because that's just the nature of nutrition and that's the nature of the diet culture. And the food police are like the negative, hopeless, or guilty thoughts that chase that can chase away all of the joy that you may find in food. So with intuitive eating, challenging and confronting the bad versus good food mentality is something that's really helpful for overall change to occur. The fifth principle of intuitive eating is identifying the satisfaction factor, right? So we've talked about identifying hunger. And so now we're going to talk about identifying satisfaction. So many of us are, you know, we eat and eat, but we don't actually have an endpoint because like hunger, I think it's really hard because we're not practiced in it to really figure out when we're satisfied. And, you know, we, like, that's like one of the basic joys, like we eat to find pleasure and to find satisfaction. And yet, you know, we deny ourselves that. So when you get to a place that you can feel like you're eating and that you feel like you're content with what you've eaten and that you're fulfilled, you will be able to identify that feeling of satisfaction of that feeling that you've eaten enough. I think it's very hard if you're dieting all the time to to really capture that feeling of satisfaction. And so that's where intuitive eating can be really helpful. Number six in intuitive eating principle is trusting and feeling the fullness. So when we talk about feeling your fullness, it's just trusting that you will give yourself the foods that you desire. And 
then in feeling the fullness, you're really starting to respect when you start to feel full and you're listening to your hunger cues and the signals that are there telling you that you're not hungry anymore. And so then that leads into number seven, which is coping with your emotions with kindness. So for a lot of us, we eat because you know, I I think it's a way that we can soothe ourselves. Eating has become a self-soothing mechanism for a lot of us. And so restricting food can really start to trigger a sense of loss. And that sense of loss may in fact then trigger some kind of emotional eating. Everybody feels some negative behavior at some point in time, right? Whether you're bored or lonely or anxious or angry. And so we do this where we eat to to comfort and nurture ourselves. But food won't fix these feelings. They'll just numb you and make you feel better in the short term. They're just a distraction. So ultimately, you know, really dealing with the underlying feeling and managing that with either some other non-food related way is really the only way that you're ever going to really deal with the uncomfortable emotions that are going on. And so with emotional eating, it's kind of just this way, or with intuitive eating, it's this way of giving yourself permission that you're going to have those emotions. And then you deal with those emotions with kindness and not beat yourself up and not eat because you don't know how to manage it. So, so far we've talked about seven of the 10 principles of intuitive eating. We've talked about rejecting the diet mentality, honoring your hunger, making peace with food, challenging the food police, discovering when you're satisfied, discovering when you're full, coping with your emotions with kindness. And then the last three are really just things that of being really gentle with yourself and Respecting your body is number eight, knowing that you are genetically unique in who you are and, you know, respecting your body and starting to feel this love with your body is going to really, it's going to really help you. I mean, diet culture in itself and everything that you see on social media has these really unrealistic expectations of what we should look like. And I think that leads to being really overcritical to what you look like and to what your shape is and what your size is. And so getting to this place of starting to really respect your body, no matter what size it is, will help you feel better about who you are and have more self-love and self-compassion in who you are. And intuitive eating is a way that you can start to do that because you're not beating yourself up anymore with you know, eating the good and bad food and you're really becoming more in tune with what your body wants. And so by default, it also helps you respect your body because your body is unique and the things that you crave and the things that nourishes your body is going to be different than maybe works for somebody else. The ninth principle is moving and that moving in general and doing some kind of physical activity, it makes a difference. It's going to help you feel more energized. And when I'm talking about movement, I'm not talking about like going out and doing a boot camp 
I'm just talking about like moving your body. Your body was made to move. So your body isn't made to sit on the couch and just watch TV, right? Your body's made to move. And so as you become more in tune with who, you know, what your body, what you're like loving your body and what foods are, you know, are nourishing your body, you're going to probably even feel the need that you want to move because you know it's giving your body, which now you're really working on nourishing, right? It's going to give your body all that it needs and moving helps that too. And then the last principle of intuitive eating is honoring your health. So choose foods that honor your taste buds and your health. Intuitive eating is never about eating perfectly. It's just looking at how you eat over time and that, you know, every day it gets a little bit better and that we're not worrying about like if you're, we're just not looking at the whole like eating perfect. We're just trying to really get to a place that you feel like you're honoring what your body needs at this particular time, knowing that at some points in time, you may eat differently than other points in time. And that is just that just happens as we age and things and just our body ages and just with if we're in different lifespans and different seasons of our life. Now that we've talked about the 10 principles of intuitive eating, I also want to talk a tiny bit about the health at every size concept. So the idea behind health at every size is to be inclusive of all weights and to just in general de-emphasize weight as the main factor of assessing somebody's health. You know, the way somebody's body looks doesn't tell the whole story about their overall health and well-being. What's going to be much more telling is going to be what their habits are and what their lifestyle factors are. Just by looking at somebody based on their size, it's not going to tell you any of that information. Like intuitive eating, the focus of health at every size is less toward weight management or weight loss and more towards sustainable healthy habits. So what are some tips that you can do to start eating more intuitively now that we've talked about, you know, the benefits and the principles of intuitive eating? So I think number one is to put aside any of the guilt that you feel for the previous diets that you've tried and failed at because they don't work. So of course, you're not always going to be able to maintain them over the long term. You have not failed them and you're not bad for participating in them. It's just that they don't work and they don't, a lot of them don't work for the long term anyway. And so you know, I think what happens is, is that we have that guilt and then we carry it around. And then, you know, we look for the next thing that's going to be, that's going to get us there, but we still have this guilt. And each time we do it, we carry more and more guilt around, but it doesn't help. So really stop, you know, focusing on what didn't work and getting to a place where you're focusing more on the foods that you're eating and becoming more in tune with what your body is eating. And so when it comes to intuitive eating, it's really paying attention to what foods you enjoy and what foods you're eating when you're doing it. And with intuitive eating, it's like stop worrying about eating perfectly because it doesn't exist. There's no such thing as perfect eating. If you feel like you're off track from where you want to be, you just bring yourself back on track. It doesn't 
you know, with intuitive eating, there's not to have this sense of guilt. It's just like, okay, like that's what it is. And, you know, then as you start to do that, you'll start to treat your body with more dignity and respect regardless of what it looks like. Overall, intuitive eating helps to improve your relationship with food and it helps improve your relationship with your body and your mind too. And it will start to challenge these external rules and these subconscious ways that we think about food and how we participate in eating. And it also starts to challenge the feelings that you have when it comes to eating a certain way and to start to think about letting go of the guilt or the shame associated with not eating good or not eating, you know, or eating bad. And you know, as a reminder, when you're eating intuitively, you're listening to your body's hunger and fullness cues. So you're allowed to eat and you can eat whatever foods you love, but your intuitive eating helps to improve your relationship with food and your body and your mind. It's about challenging external rules and subconscious habits around eating. And intuitive eating challenges feelings or guilt or shame associated with eating in a way that's perceived as bad or not the right way in diet culture forms. So I'm going to leave a list of some resources when it comes to intuitive eating in the show notes. The big people behind intuitive eating are the two dietitians that I talked about, and they have an intuitive eating book, and they also have an intuitive eating workbook, which I think is just pretty great. And I'm working on actually right now with some of my clients, and I'm working on it on myself, and it's just pretty great. I mean, I feel like it's most people don't take the time to really think about their relationship with food. So I think it can be a little surprising when you actually sit down and like, oh God, for me, it was a lot of like, oh shit, I do this and I do this. So it's really helpful and it kind of, you know, it's really helpful and helpful and opened your eyes to all the food rules that you have that you probably don't even know are there because you've been practicing them for so long. So, you know, I wanted to share these principles with you because I think that no matter what I've preached in the past and any of the diets that I've done in the past, the one thing that seems to really be able to work in the long term has been intuitive eating. And it has been freeing for me. And I hope that by starting to think about these principles of intuitive eating, you find the food freedom that you deserve as well. So thanks for listening today. Again, I'll put some of these resources and these books that I find helpful in the show notes, and I'll probably put them on my Instagram too. So hop on over there and you'll probably see the food rules. But the big books are the Intuitive Eating Books by um, Evelyn Tripoli and the Intuitive Eating Workbook. I think both of those are pretty great. All right. So thanks so much for listening. I hope that you have a great week. And just remember, it's progress over perfection. Just do... If intuitive eating is an approach that you want to try, just do it one day at a time. It's, you know, we've been doing a lot of these behaviors for many, many years and it doesn't just undo itself that quickly. So just start, you know, if it's something that you're interested in, I think even just pursuing and looking and researching and, you know, listening to what these authors have to say might be enough to kind of get you to a place that you may feel like you're ready to make that step. So I'll see you back here next week. Have a great week and thanks for listening. If you found value in this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. 
Being a busy woman or mom doesn't mean that we have to give up on our health, wellness, or self-care. Together, we can take tiny, imperfect steps towards creating the whole health we desire and deserve. You can find us at wholehealthempower.com or on Instagram at wholehealthempower. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.